Welcome to Shockers and Cuss Words, a podcast that dives into self-improvement, completing goals, and overcoming modern-day obstacles. I am your host, Catherine, and together we will address our fears, establish self-awareness, and complete self-growth through honesty and reflection. Remember to please like and share this podcast. Thank you. Good morning and happy Monday. So I know that um, I said I wasn't going to record a podcast probably today. Um, Today is December 21st, 2020 is the day of the great conjunction where Jupiter and Saturn become less than 0.1 degree of separation. It's also the day of winter solstice begins, Um, so as many of you know, it's fucking cold outside, (laughs) and the fog is real if you live in an area that has a lot of fog. It is really, really thick, black, and I hate the fog. I absolutely hate it. I live in San Joaquin County, and... um, Oh, the fog here is just nasty. I don't know how else to put it, but I hate it. Um, I love summer and winter is not my season. Um, sorry guys for all you winter lovers who love the coldness, the, I don't know, just the fucking freezingness of it, but <laughs> good luck to you guys. Cause I don't know how you guys like that shit. I fucking hate it. But anyways, um, so yeah, and also Jupiter's in Aquarius, uh, it's supposed to be the new age of Aquarius, as many astrologers are stating, they're noting, um, it's just going to be a new beginning is what many people interpret, a new energy, a new strength, a new guidance, which I feel after 2020, a lot of us just want to jump out of 2020 and we're like, God, this fucking year sucks. Can it all start over? Is 2021 going to be better? I feel like for the most part, it is going to be better. Um, I don't know if it's going to be better for the economy. I don't know if it's going to be better for um, people just, you know, general, just a betterness. But I feel the worrying and the anxiety and the panic that we experienced in 2020 will not be as high as 2021. I feel like 2020 has taught us a lot of um, anxiety is real, um, panic is real, and COVID is real. <laughs> I know a lot of people are still very um, skeptical, I guess, you know, about it, but it's very real. Um, so I want to talk about the great conjunction. So the great conjunction, a lot of people are saying that Saturn and Jupiter, when they come together to this close high energy, that, um, it's a perfect day for manifestation that people who are connected to nature, who are connected to the universe, who seek, um, knowledge of it, who seek, um, who, you know, kind of, I guess you could say are more spiritually in it, in tuned. Um, 
some people who maybe are more religious might um, not really, you know, get too involved in it. I've always loved astrology. I've always read my horoscope whenever it's out or I see it. I've always tried to read my family's horoscope. Um, it's funny because everybody that um, I'm kind of centered with are... Our signs aren't extremely similar, but they are um, similar enough where I feel like what's going on in the universe kind of affects us all, um, especially in my household because I'm um, an Aquarius. My husband's an Aquarius. He's an air sign as me. And then my daughter is a Aries and my son is a Sagittarius and um, they're both fire signs. So it's kind of crazy that... Um, these two air planets had two fire signs, but you know, or zodiac signs or whatever, but yeah. So, um, and they are very similar in some ways. And I feel like me and my husband are very similar, uh, in ways, extremely similar. Sometimes I feel like I married myself, but the male version, <laughs> but you know what? Um, Hey, whatever works. Um, so for the most part, with this conjunction, um, people are saying that the energy is going to be intense. So if you are somebody who is seeking newness, new goals, new independence, new freedoms, new knowledge, um, definitely, if you already have your goals set out for you, definitely manifest it. Um, get out there, enjoy some nature. If it's cold outside, honey, get a jacket. I don't fucking care what you do, but get out there and really take in some fresh air. Um, even if it's just on a little bit of like, if you're at work, if it's just on your lunch break or whatever, just get outside and enjoy a sense of this earth, this universe, and just kind of take it in and say, this is my goal. If you haven't written it down, write it down. If you are seeking big, seek big today. Look into it, whatever it is. If you are starting a business, look up your new, um, how do you apply to get your licensing? Whatever it is, seek it today. Seek that energy. Tell yourself that you're worthy for it and that you will conquer it. If you aren't that sure what it is, I'm going to need you to really, really figure it out today. Today is a day that you, if it's just something so simple as I wish I could start journaling more, or if it's something extremely simple as I need to mend this relationship with maybe a family member that it's um, not a good relationship, or I need to, um, you know, uh, something that's just been weighing on you. Today's the day to seek it. Um, if it's not a goal, but it's something that's been holding you back, maybe holding you down, I need you to go out and seek that knowledge and find out what it is and what you need to do to get it out of your system. And definitely do that today. Um, if you can't do it today, do it tomorrow. But today's the day that it will give you this energy to put you in the right direction. If you are a person of meditation and you do like to meditate or if you like to pray, I pray every night. 
I am actually extremely, um, I wouldn't say extremely religious because I'm not, but I'm extremely consistent in prayer. I pray every night. It's one of the things I do right before I go to bed. And I've had this prayer that um, I've said to myself, I made it. Like it's my own little prayer that I said to myself ever since I was like, I don't know, very young. Maybe right around the time my grandmother passed. And um, when my grandmother passed, I was home. I was in the um, I was in the house. Actually, many of us were in the house. And, um, and we got to be there with her. She, um, passed away during, um, she was on hospice. She had lung cancer and we got to, you know, be there with her. Nobody was in the room with her when she actually passed because it was a, uh, kind of like she had a long battle, it was a long process. And we actually had family coming to visit to, you know, say their goodbyes to her. And, um, she passed and it was a very, you know, just the way that we interpret energy because when she passed, I was young and I was very close to my grandma. I was probably, um, um, like almost like a daughter in some sense to her because my parents lived with her for a very long time when I was younger. Um, my grandma had polio uh, when she was a kid, so she had disability in her legs. Um, but she was so, so caring. And um, I'm trying not to cry, but she was um extremely wonderful person. And... um it's funny because I feel like with me and her as a relationship of a grandparent and a grandchild that our relationship was extremely close and um, we communicated very well. In can, can, um, when you compare hers to her daughters who are my two aunts and my mom because my mom said that um, when they were growing up that they kind of um, felt shut out from their mom because she um, read a lot and she would read in her room and she kind of um, solitude herself from the family. Her husband also died at a very young age of um, 40 of a heart attack. And back then, um, you know, women maybe, um, after something like that happens, it's almost like the end of your, um, livelihood, the end of, um, your existence. Maybe you would feel, um, she never remarried. She, you know, he was the love of her life. Um, and she, after he, he died in his 40s. She, you know, raised the family. Um, and they had a lot of struggles, but they continued to um, persevere and they all became very successful uh, women and um, 
men because my uncle. And um, so she did a very good job of raising her children. But they didn't feel like they had the open communication. I honestly remember at a young age constantly communicating with my grandma. Um, cause she used to babysit me after school. And then when I was a teenager and I was going through a rebellious, very rebellious period was right around the time that she, um, passed away. So, um, so that energy of her passing away on that day has really, um, just brings like almost it to me today because there's certain things that I remember about that day that have, um, affected me now. Like I'm not a huge ice cream lover. I mean, I know like everybody seems to love ice cream. I think it's okay. I'll go get it if I, you know, am invited to go get it. Um, every once in a while I do want Rocky road ice cream, which was her favorite ice cream. And it was the only ice cream that was ever in that house. So, um, I have a comfort for that ice cream and I'll go and seek it. But, um, I don't like it because the day that she passed and she was an ice cream lover, she loved ice cream. There's always Rocky Road in the house. Um, I was extremely upset and I knew that, you know, she passed away and, um, my uncle said at the time, or, um, I think it was my uncle. I can't, it was actually a cousin but we consider him like an uncle. Um, and he said, do you guys want to go get ice cream? And I just lost it because I was like, I don't want to leave the house. I want to stay in the house. You know, my mom's here. My aunts are here. Um, I don't want to get ice cream. So ever since then, sometimes like I've noticed that I don't necessarily like ice cream. <laughs> I'd rather eat chocolate, <laughs> but it's stuff as subtle as that, that impact us. So when we talk about, um, traumas and, um, disbeliefs, because in all honesty, ice cream's never done anything to me. <laughs> I'm sure it's a lovely lovely fucking food that I want to eat numerous times. I mean, I love ice cream. There's tons of flavors, varieties, but that one thing has trauma, put a little sense of trauma to me where, eh, don't be bringing up ice cream <laughs> on a bad day. You know what I mean? So stuff like that. So anyways, I know I've gotten way off topic, but yes. So when you think of manifestation, don't only think of it as meditation, as sitting there, um, you know, asking your uh, ancestors or spirit angels or whatever to bring you a, um, you know, energy or a focus or whatever you are in um, trying to gain. If you are religious, it is prayer. Uh, astrology has been around before Christ. Um, it's even uh, been there 
during Christ. Um, so definitely don't tune out the spiritual aspect, thinking that it's only uh, for people who are atheists or don't believe in God or whatever. It's not true because I believe in God. I believe in a higher power. I don't know if we're all reincarnated for past lives. I don't know if we go to this great place of heaven. I don't know. You know, if um, I knew, I probably wouldn't be alive to tell you guys or do this podcast. But um, I don't know what is on the other side. Um, I feel that there are past lives. I don't know, you know, but I also feel like there is a heaven. Maybe when you're tired of being in a past life and you say, okay, I'm ready to go heaven, go to heaven. I don't know. You know, none of us know. Um, We only know what we were taught. So with the conjunction, the great conjunction, this hasn't happened in almost like 800 years. Like, and it's not going to happen again for a very long time. So it is a day to manifest, pray, um, really take time to concentrate on your goals. I'm going to try to journal because I love journaling. To me, sitting there writing out stuff is for me what I need. I am determined to do a dream board this year. I have never done one. And that is a goal for me that is on my list of things. So I do have a lot of normal mom stuff to do today, like run around. Uh, I might get the COVID vaccine today. I'm going to see if they'll let me. And I wanted to talk to you guys about that because um, I don't want to get into a huge debate about vaccines. And in honesty, I will um, try to get somebody on here who is... um, not really um, pro-vaccination because for me, honestly, it's very hard for me to um, step away from the what I've been taught, what I've seen, um, my own life experiences when it comes to vaccinations because I am, for the most part, pro-vaccination. But I do question it. But I also think that society um, without vaccinations would be a lot worse than what it is. And um, so I am going to talk about that a little bit today. But I don't want you to think that I'm not open-minded against it. Because I know there are a lot of people who do not get vaccinated, which I 100%. If you don't want to get vaccinated, that's fine. But at what point do we think, what if the whole country decided to stop getting vaccinated? Would we just automatically turn into a country where our immune system doesn't um, have the power to fight off these viruses? Or what will happen? Like, I think chickenpox, I had chickenpox, it was horrible, but my kids didn't have chickenpox. So thank God, because it was miserable and they've been fine. My kids haven't had any problems um, getting vaccinated at any time. Um, You know, maybe they might have had a fever when they were younger, but in all honesty, I don't remember. Um... 
I do also think that a lot of people are scared of the COVID vaccine because they say it's not fully developed. Um, it's been pushed out so fast, but when you look at the research of the mRNA, it has been, as one of the doctors um, said at my hospital, it has been going on for about 20 years. They just now have uh, adapted to get it in the COVID um, vaccine state, and they are going to push it out. Most of the physicians that I know in the emergency room have got vaccinated. Um, I haven't asked every physician, but um, most of the nurses, um, well, not most, but a large majority of the nurses that um, I talk to say that they do want to get the vaccine. Um, You know, there's some of us who maybe don't need it. And, um, I agree with that. I think there's maybe people who maybe don't need to get vaccinated because they're not, um, high risk, but then we have to think about the spread. How does it spread so fast? Um, and that's the part about COVID that makes it scary, and makes it the unknown is because it affects people in different ways. So I have a coworker who doesn't do any patient care. And in all honesty, I would say if anybody's social distancing, um, like consistent like me, because, um, for the most part, I feel like I've still been social distancing. Yes, I do my workout class and I'll maybe get a cup of coffee, um, at the at the cafe, my dog's super snoring in the background, and um, maybe get you know something like that. But I'm not out hanging out with friends. Um, you like I haven't hung out with friends. I haven't seen my mom. Still, um, I'm probably going to see my dad for Christmas. So I kind of want to get the vaccination before I see him. Because my father is high risk, he has diabetes, he's in his 70s, um, even though he's probably one of the most healthiest guys I have ever met, um, he still falls in that high risk factor of somebody who could possibly get sick, and he's Mexican, which I feel that this COVID, um, it, it takes out the, the um, ethnic, ethnic groups of ethnicity I can't pronounce it <laughs> but it takes out our lovely um Latin population African American population our brothers and sisters who aren't Caucasian um yes Caucasian people get sick but not um it doesn't seem like they are getting as sick as um some of us who aren't Caucasian, and I don't know why. If it's the risk factors, if they have predispositions already or um, what, but it's definitely affecting them. So um, do I think everybody should get vaccinated? 
I'm going to say yes, but I know there's a lot of people who feel like, um, no, that this is just the government trying to control us and stuff like that. In all honesty, I do see that. I do feel that the government, um, is kind of dipping their, dipping their, mm, I don't even know how to say it, uh, dipping their power into this, uh, way too much. Uh, we're not a socialist country, so um, we're supposed to be land of the free. Like I said before, the the contagiousness of it is extremely high. So about this nurse who, um, she doesn't do patient care for the most part. I mean, she interacts with patient, but she's not necessarily in the room taking care of COVID patients. Um she got sick with COVID and it's like, how do you even track back how she got it? I mean, we know she goes to the ER, but nobody around her has been super sick. We're like versus uh, a f- a staff ER nurse like me, who's in the room with the COVID patients, um, doing care and she got super sick. So somehow she picked it up and just the contamination of being in the ER, maybe talking to somebody who had it, who didn't know they had it. I mean, we know the whole fucking ER is just COVID. Um, not just COVID, okay, that's an exaggeration. But the whole beds that are monitored are COVID patients because we have to isolate them from the um, people who are non-COVID. And I guess what I'm saying is... It's just a clusterfuck. It's, I mean, so I was listening to uh, Astrologer's podcast the, <laughs> um, the other day. And I'm not going to name the astrologer because um, it doesn't really matter. Because a lot of people kind of have this outlook on this. Um, about the vaccine and stuff. And they, you know, and they feel that government is, you know, it, this is all kind of not a conspiracy. But I would say maybe a conspiracy, kind of, you know, a reset, a reset to get us back into the thinking process of, um, of, you know, being more tuned in, I guess, uh, with the government and them taking our power because really a lot of us have sacrificed a lot of power. I still am a hundred percent do not feel that the small businesses should be closed. I get why restaurants and bars are on that list because, um, you know, nobody has a mask and you're eating, it's, you know, a high area of possibly con- getting COVID because they say that you're infectious the first three days before you start to develop symptoms, if you do develop symptoms. So I get it about the contagiousness. I get that. That's why they don't want us, you know, doing that stuff. But then when you have a gazillion people in fucking Walmart and Target and fucking Home Depot, it's like, come on. You know what I mean? But yes, they're wearing the mask, so there's least droplets. <sighs> so the vaccine, I feel like not only am I getting it to protect myself, but I'm getting it to protect the community. Because I don't know if I'm spreading this shit all over the place. And 
I don't know if, um, you know, I could potentially spread it to somebody who will get extremely sick. So for me, getting the vaccination is much more than just preventing myself from getting sick. It's hopefully helping the community because in all honesty, the government, (laughs) the healthcare system, whatever, is not going to let up on this. Um, Do I think COVID will go away without a vaccination? Do I think COVID will go away with a vaccination? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Um, I trust in part that I'm not going to develop some weird side effect from getting the COVID vaccination. Um, I've been vaccinated, uh, every vaccination I've had, who knows, maybe they develop microchips in me and this is the government talking through this podcast. I mean, come on guys, like seriously, I feel like, um, I have been vaccinated, um, throughout my life. Uh, being a kid with, you know, a heart condition, my cardiologist recommend that I get vaccinated because COVID does show um, heart damage after infection in certain people. I already have tons of heart damage. Why would I subject myself to possibly getting more? Um, And like you guys know, my grandma had polio um, and polio affected her her whole life. I don't want to have long-term effects from COVID. I possibly think I may have already had COVID maybe last year in November because I was so fucking sick and I've never been that sick in my life. But will I ever know? Probably not. Um, You know, maybe I just had the flu really bad because I was still able to taste because I remember I was drinking medicine balls, um, which is steamed lemonade chamomile tea um you could get it from starbucks and it helped a lot but and i was drinking like detoxes uh respiratory detoxes that were disgusting so i can remember i still um was able to taste that did not go away so maybe i didn't have covid maybe i just had a really bad strand of the flu but i don't know but i am going to be getting the vaccine um and i'm going to tell you mostly it's for the community and also mostly it's for to help our patients um oh god I don't want to start fucking crying again (laughs) I'm such a fucking crybaby um this this season this pandemic um for the most part coming back to work and overcoming fears of it was great um, for me and the part that I hate about it the most because I have seen many people die in my life of all ages (laughs) and um, I don't remember every death that I've seen but um, I've seen a few (laughs) to say Um, But some stick in your head uh, more than others. Um, I've seen some very beautiful passings. Um, And even though they're in a hospital setting, um, they've been filled with acceptance. 
love and family. Um, and what's heartbreaking to me is a lot of people are passing without their family, which to me is very sad, especially if they're COVID positive. We don't want the family to get sick and, you know, they're decreasing the spread of COVID. But for a nurse or a healthcare provider to be the only one with them when they go on to their next journey is not right at all. Because some of these people are ready to leave when they pass. There's deaths where the people are ready. And when they're ready, it's a beautiful experience to be in the room, to take in that energy, to talk to them. And I feel that when people aren't ready, it's a different energy and you can feel it. But when they're ready to go and um, they're ready to see whoever it is that they need to see on the other side or continue a journey or whatever it is, that their family or whoever should be there. Um, the fact that patient care is suffering so is so horrible during this pandemic. It makes me question uh, nursing and the medical professions. It just makes me question like the profession is slowly just dying of care. Our care is suffering because, and it's not just this pandemic, and that's what I was telling somebody the other day. They have put our, the government officials, the corporations, they have put our healthcare system, our medical professions, our sympathy, our empathy, our humanity of saving lives or letting lives go on the back burner of this nation. These corporations get so much fucking money and the only people who are suffering, who are truly suffering, are the patients. The other day, it's like we have all these patients everywhere. We have people who are almost dying in our fucking lobby. Almost dying in chairs. Who are having heart attacks in chairs. Who are having atopic pregnancies. It's just horrible. 
it's just horrible that we can't get them back to where they need to be. Um, they're not getting the care that they deserve. And um, that's not why I became a healthcare professional. That's not why I became a nurse. Is to give people shitty care. <laughs> and that's what I feel is going on right now. Is everybody's getting the worst of the worst care. And yes, we are in a pandemic. And for the guy who comes in for the stubbed toe. <laughs> or doing something fucking stupid. You know, it's like, okay, well, <laughs> you should have been climbing on the roof, you dipshit, in a pandemic, but you did. And now you fell and you broke your toe, you know. Or the people who come in who just want to get swabbed because their doctor's office is closed. Because they won't see them because they have a cough or a fever or because they've been exposed. It's just creating this horrible environment for people who actually need to seek emergency medicine. And I would say after the past two to three weeks, I have really, really been questioning, do I want to stay in emergency medicine? With more before the beginning of this. Because... In the beginning, it was conquering my fears of getting COVID. Maybe I want to get out of emergency medicine because I might get sick. Now, getting sick is almost like it's there still, but it's the care that we're giving is just so congested. It's like it, it's just sad. It's just sad. Because we see all these people who we know we could do right by. And we just can't get to them. That's how it feels. It feels like you see the sink. You see the ship sinking, I guess you could say. You see it. You see us drowning in there. It's like we're drowning in a puddle of doom. Of not being able to help our patients. And that's how it feels. It feels horrible. And I don't understand. How. We've had all these months. To prepare. Our first shutdown was to prepare. And for the most part. I feel like my hospital prepared enough. But it's still not enough. (laughs) We still don't have enough rooms. We still don't have enough hospital beds. We still don't have enough. So I don't know what's going to happen. But that's why I'm getting the vaccine. Is because if it stops the spread just a little bit. If it only stops it by like 5%. And we can get back to fucking at least treating our patients instead of worrying about isolating our patients if we could get back to treating our patients instead of isolating them then I will take this fucking vaccine (laughs) 
So that's a COVID update. <laughs> um, like I said, I don't tell numbers of COVID. I don't look at stats. I only go off of what I see. And I see a hot ass fucking mess. <laughs> so that's it. <laughs> and um, I know I wasn't planning on doing a podcast, but this has just been weighing on me. And I know so many people want to talk about the vaccination. And it's definitely the hot topic. <sighs> I still think our government's crooked as fuck. <laughs> no matter who is in office. It's like a pyramid scheme. (laughs) It's like the U.S.'s horrible pyramid scheme. It's just so tainted. But, um, yeah. So, um, you know, we're all the bottom feeders. You know, we're all the small fish. If we're not racking in millions and billions, you know, we're the little man of this country. I'm this little country, no matter what side you're on, if you're Republican, if you're Democrat, if you're none, centralist, progressive, whatever, independent, whatever, we're still the bottom feeders. Um, you know, some of us, I think, aren't meant to be rich, aren't meant to have that power, aren't meant to. And in all honesty, that's probably a good thing. (laughs) I don't need that. I don't want that. You know, I want to be, I want to be, I want to be happy in my life. And if that means being safe, if that means, you know, um, being contained with my suburban lifestyle that's fine with me I feel very blessed I feel very blessed that I'm not in a third world country where I see my children starve to death so if the government wants to tap into what I'm doing fucking tap in Oh my god. Do you know what I mean? Like seriously, if they're fucking stalking me on my iPhone, go ahead, stalk me. I don't care. What are you guys going to see? Trust me, it's not that interesting. (laughs) So, for the most part, um, the Great Conjunction, whatever small dreams and aspirations, because maybe you are meant to have big, big money. (laughs) I don't want it. I don't. I like, I mean, I will be a millionaire. I have a feeling I will. And I'm going to start working for it. But having a millionaire, being a millionaire isn't really that, you know, it's really not that much. But that is something I will strive. If it's in my assets, my homes or whatever, I will strive to become a millionaire because that is something on my to-do list. And for the most part, I get my to-do list done. I mean, yeah, I'm not a fitness model or nothing, and I'm not living in the lamps of luxury, but if coming from where I came from and coming from where my husband came from, um, us becoming a millionaire, um, 
our assets. That's a goal that I think we can achieve and I plan to do so. So, um, definitely, you know, so I can leave it to my dogs (laughs) and my kids, but the most of my millions will go to my dogs. (laughs) Just joking. (laughs) Maybe not. No. Um, so guys, yes, the great conjunction is today. Definitely manifest those dreams. I'm going to do my to-do list. My goal list is to look deep into reflecting. What do I need? If it's getting out of the ER, which I 100% do not want to do because I love emergency medicine. Um, I love seeing the recognition of saving somebody's life. Because when you're in different departments, you don't. And also, I feel like I've got to experience people at their worst possible moments of time. The worst possible moments of life. And I have been able to give them a reflection of some kind of happiness, joy, laughter. Yesterday, I talked to a lady who was a patient and everybody has a story guys everybody has a story and she was telling me about her life and I was like wow wow I mean I won't speak on it because she was a patient and it's not my you know business it's not my life so I won't speak on it but um just to hear her story hear what she went through as a woman, as a wife. And she wasn't even my patient. The, the nursing quote, that's not my patient. But I was helping. And um, when I was helping and I started talking to her because the older population, they have so much wisdom. If they haven't got like dementia <laughs> and they still have, you know, memory of their life and their stories and a lot of them are great historians they kept that mind going and they have some gorgeous stories of just suffering that they've turned into happiness and perseverance and pursued jevity after a struggle and to hear theirs And you think of your daily struggles and what you're going through. That's one of the reasons why I do not want to leave emergency medicine. Um, Working in the emergency room is fun. It's chaotic. Um, I just wish we had more resources. And I wish this pandemic um, was better prepared. But, you know, whatever. Um... And I wish we could stop the spread of COVID, but unfortunately, uh, we can't as a society. The United States can't, even though other countries have been able to reduce it numerously. We have not, and I don't know exactly why, but we haven't. So today is a day to in tune to your goals, 
write them down, reflect. What is it do you want? And manifest it, meditate, pray, concentrate on them. And everybody have a great day. This was a sudden podcast because I needed to release. And thank you so much for being there for me when I do. Thank you for listening to Chakras and Cuss Words. Please like, subscribe, and share. Bye.